0: Hi, this is Dr. Allo again. Today we're talking about systolic heart failure. Now, systolic heart failure is a little bit easier to explain, and a lot of people understand it. It's basically the lack of forward flow or the lack of cardiac output. Your heart's job is to squeeze blood forward out of your aorta, and then um, that, that's what produces your blood pressure, sends blood and nutrients to all your organs and your brain, um, and that that's systole. That's when your heart squeezes. It's about one-third of the cardiac cycle. The other third is diastole, which we talked about in a different video. Um There's a lot of things that cause systolic heart failure. The number one cause is usually CAD or atherosclerosis. Your arteries are blocked. Not enough blood flow or nutrient gets to the muscle of your heart. It slowly gets weaker and dies. And then your squeeze gets weaker. Um, The way to fix this usually, the second most common cause is usually long-standing hypertension. You've got an aorta and your systemic blood pressure that's really, really high. And you've got this heart squeezing against it to try to get blood to the rest of your body. And it gets weaker and weaker over time because it's having to work so hard uh, to do this. So you want to unload the heart. Um, if you want a quick summary of what medications work for systolic dysfunction or systolic heart failure, it basically comes down to any and all medications that lower your blood pressure will work. Beta blockers, hydralazine, certain nitrates, um, ACE inhibitors. We have new, new drugs like Sacubitril or entresto. Um, there's a few other ones, but any any medication really that lowers your blood pressure uh, will improve, uh, systolic function. Now, of course you want to reverse the cause. If they have a blocked artery, you want to open that up. If they have something else going on, you want to open it up. The causes of systolic heart failure are so many, um, stress can cause it. Postpartum people can get it, um, or peripartum even, um, viruses can cause it. A lot of times it's temporary, but sometimes there's some residual effects. Myocarditis where, you know, and infiltrative diseases like amyloid or certain things, Um, fill your heart muscle with tissue and particles that don't allow it to squeeze that hard. If we look at our heart model, just as a visual, this is your left ventricle when it squeezes that systole and then there's the aorta here where the blood comes out of. It's this pipe here that sends blood uh, down to the rest of your body. When the blood pressure is high in the rest of your body this muscle has to work extra hard to push the blood forward and it's not always that easy and that's when the heart muscle starts to fail so you want that squeeze um, you want to try to improve that by lowering blood pressure and or correcting the original uh, problem that's causing this so hopefully this will help you this will hopefully help you treat your patients better and hopefully you've learned something about this now when somebody's in the icu one other trick we use Um, we put them on loop diuretics because that helps them pee more. But sometimes you need to open up the proximal tubule. A thiazide diuretic like metolazone especially will open up that proximal tubule so that the loops can get to the loop and work better. Adding metolazone about an hour by mouth before you give them their first dose of Lasix for the day usually doubles the urine output, doubles the electrolyte loss, shortens ICU stay. It has a lot of beneficial effects. We use that a lot in the ICU setting when somebody's very decompensated. A lot of times you can get away with just Lasix, but that seems... Uh, to help a lot. So hopefully you've learned something. Share this with all your friends and subscribe.